You know they want staring point, you know we straight to the point Boy Chris with assist, fast breaks like a joint splitting half Boy J with the J, we throwing heat, no gas, that's a touchdown pass You know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say Now they hardly can guard me like Dirk fade away You know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say Yeah, you know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say They want staring point, you know we straight to the point They want staring point, you know we straight to the point They want staring point, you know we straight to the point They want staring point, you know we straight to the straight to the Hemi 76 Bringing us into episode number 73 of Straight to the Point. My name is Chris. Here are my guy, J-Dub. Yo, what's going on? Yo, we got so much to talk about. Training camp is back. Rodgers back in Green Bay causing waves across the league. We're going to talk about some NBA trade rumors, some completed trades that may be on the horizon. And speaking of things on the horizon, the NBA draft takes place tonight of this recording. So we're going to talk about all the hoopla. There's a good word right there, right, Jared? Although yeah. around the draft, and, and Jared loves to talk about draft day, so I'll ask him about what team could walk away with a draft day steal. But we have to talk about Aaron Rodgers first. He's back in Green Bay, starting his 17th season with the Packers. No quarterback has done that. Not star, not far. Rodgers, it looked a little bleak for a while. He said he contemplated retirement, but now he's here, back to season 17. Jared, talk to me a little bit about the implications of Rodgers coming back to Green Bay. Um, the Aaron Rodgers, it's, it's, it's kind of weird because you and I both have been talking about how we see Aaron Rodgers not playing, he's leaving. The retirement thing came as a surprise because like, he's still young, not young enough, but he's still at a relative age where he can make a very good impact. As long you know my motto, as long as you're throwing more than 63% completion rate, you're, you're good to go as a starter QB. And he does way more than that. He's coming off an MVP. So I honestly thought he was just going to be able to force his way out. And it looks like he was really trying to do right by the organization where he was like, it's not about the money. It was about respect. He wanted to have some decision-making. And he's gotten a little bit of that. They reacquired Randall Cobb from the Texans, who's a very important friend of his, who's a, a good piece during, I guess, Aaron Rodgers' tenure during the Packers, even though we've seen some mighty mighty fine Randall Kyle drops throughout there his career but again as a guy Aaron Rodgers wanted it helps give them another receiver present against Devontae Adams who's going through his own contract thing but no Aaron Rodgers is probably going to renegotiate his deal where a lot of his salary is going to get moved upwards he's going to get a lot more guaranteed money or he might push it back where he wants to probably go to free agency after the season he's giving it one last hurrah you saw the tweet Chris I don't know if you saw the tweet or the Instagram post where both Rodgers and Devontae Adams posted the last dance of Jordan and Pippen. I think this is what they're saying is their last dance. So, again, it's going to really come down to now is how much is Rodgers going to give the Packers this season? Is he going – and I'm not saying he's not going to give it 100%. I'm talking about is he, is he going another 13-3 and three season? Are they potentially this year going to the Super Bowl with him saying, this is my last year, I want to really get this last W with you guys before I, I end up and leave because I think the way she's at this point, he's like, I'm really going to go after this. I don't, I don't think he cares if you fire the GM. I don't think he cares if you make the signings or stuff like that. He's like, yo, this organization has done me wrong enough now where I'm, I'm going to give you one more year because I know you guys are going to hold out anyway from trading me, and then I'm gone. I agree, but now you look at this. He had the press conference. Everybody's talking about the press conference, right? He, he has a lot of spice. Listen, he put it out there. Y'all asked him. He put it out there. He didn't hold back. He didn't hold his tongue. Yeah, it's the it's the last dance for them. 
All right. It's the last straw. Rogers is up to his, he's up to, he's up, he's up. He's fed up with Brian Guttekunt. He's fed up with Mark Murphy. Murphy. He's fed up with the organization. You know, now they're kind of talking about, the, uh, Brian Guttekunt came out and said, oh yeah, well, Rogers earns the right to talk about his future. Hmm. Okay. He doesn't earn the right to be clued in on different different things that you plan. Like the thing about Green Bay, and they did it with Favre, is you don't learn from your mistakes. You know, you already <laughs> done you've already done this. And yeah, people give Rogers flack, like, yeah, you should see it coming. Like you knew you were in that position, you knew what it was with Favre. And Rogers said, That's not my gripe. My gripe is not Jordan Love. His gripe is guys that were lowballed on the way out and pushed out. He named them. He named they guys. Forced out Jordy Nelson, Randall Jordy Cobb, Nelson, Julius Peppers. Like they let guys go. Like they let dudes go. Like, Woodson, potentially winning them a championship. They let dudes walk. Like just go. Like, just going. I, and I get it. And, and and the counter that people say I seen on 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 Twitter is that oh well they, you know your salary was paid by cutting those guys. No. The, the salary cap has gone up year after year after yeah, year after year. No. People weren't making $50 million in football. I don't think they understand how cap space works. No, Just because you cut a guy, his money was already guaranteed within the deal. Like he's it, in there, he's in there. Like people, people, right over their heads. <laughs> but you got to understand, if you're the Green Bay Packers, you are all in at this point. Yep. All right. You bring in Dennis Kelly to play. On, on the tackle uh, opposite of uh, Bakhtiari. You have to shore up any holes. You bring back Randall Cobb, like you said. This is it. This is it. And if Rodgers wins the title and walks. Dang, that's a great story. That's, that's Jordan-esque. Yeah, that's a great Bye. story. Because, I mean, he's going to the team to make them even better than probably but, this Packers so team will be. So now the speculation begins. Where does Rodgers end up next year? Because if you look at a team like uh, what team is, you know, as the season plays out, what team is Denver's obviously obviously a possibility? What team is a quarterback away from being there? Maybe it's New Orleans. Maybe, Maybe Rodgers goes to New Orleans. And let's say Brady is there for his for his last dance next year. Because Brady said he wanted to play until 45. He's 44 this year, right? Let's say next year is it for Brady. Can you imagine Rodgers and Brady in that division? Matt Ryan, Sam Darnold? That's that's must-watch television in the NFC South, if that were to be the case, you know? Or maybe Rodgers goes to San Francisco. Let's say Trey Lance needs another year of seasoning. You can't ha- Jimmy G's gone. Let's say you got Rodgers. You know, there's a lot of possibilities. So in this for the sake of not jumping the gun, let's just say what's Green Bay gonna do this year to make sure that they make it past the NFC championship game? I just know that whoever, if you had made the bets earlier, because they had talked about it, if you made the bets earlier, it was about what I think Chris plus one fifty, plus two fifty, and Rodgers win it's the MVP again because of like how they was going through this whole little scene where he might not have played. 
and now it's un- now it's under now it's negative where if you bet on him now to win mvp it's the net negatives man whoever had bet that he was mvp because i think he's back in the mvp conversation again even though the season started i still think he's there because the talent's still there the old line has gotten a little bit better the defense they brought back certain key guys now he's back in that conversation you made those earlier bets well you're looking real good now i don't know how the season's going to go but i think this isn't a team that's about to just go eight and eight and nine i'm sorry 17 games i'm not saying eight and eight this is a team that's doing that so i don't, I don't think so either i think they're a team that's going to have to compete they're they have the, the weaponry they won 13 games last year like i think they'll win in spite so now we say what 14 and three that's what we pretty much saying i think point. they win in spite of any issues but they're the things that kept them from winning last year had not been addressed secondary still a little iffy the floor still a little iffy in the clutch moments you know I like the safeties. I like Alexander. They brought back Kevin King, but they, they yeah, drafted. Kevin King is the reason he they, he, they was torching Kevin King last in the in the season. But, hey, but I mean, uh, I don't know. He hey. Jalen Mills out there. Yeah, he was he was bad. He was yeah, bad. Yeah. But they they drafted Eric Stokes. That was a solid pickup in my eyes. I liked him. I really like his game. Six foot, one hundred ninety four pounds. He could. I think he probably takes King's spot. He moved King to the slot. It's not a bad, not a bad idea. Don't matter. It don't matter. King got a target on his head. Kevin King has to. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm, has, I'm going at him every to, game. You go he ahead. has to. He has to show up. Yes. But I think we're in the consensus that the Packers getting Rodgers back win win for win for the Packers. Hindsight is going to probably be a loss because they're potentially they're going to be losing him soon. But right now it's a w. he's out. He's out. Has, yeah, but right now you you if you're just worried about right now it's a W. Aaron Rodgers is a W for Rodgers. So. I'm not I'm not that upset. I think at the end of the day, this is what the he's he's wanted for the training camp. He's talked about how he's kind of rejuvenated himself. He feels better, feels more alive. Happy for him. Way ready to see him ball. Whenever I'm away from work and I come back, I'm I'm <laughs> too. Speaking of guys who have been away from work, uh Ben Simmons, your boy, looks like he might be getting traded today. Oh, dude, there's you know I want to draft. There's so much going on. I mean, like we could talk about the Ben Simmons thing. I could give you some breaking news now that's been coming out. This is so much going on. Let's hold off on the breaking news. But let's let's talk about Simmons in, in retrospect because it's a lot of it's a lot of rumors come, you know, a lot of packages out there that maybe Toronto is the front runner for Simmons, uh, with a combination of Van Vliet and OG Ananubi and Chris Boucher. I like him. Um, Don't make that face. I like him. They can't see the face. I saw the face. I like Chris Boucher. I mean, you can do a backup. You can do better. You can do better. As a backup, bro, backup was Howard last season. Howard was nice. Don't just do better. You can do better. Nice backup. You can do better. Kyle Lowry to a whole bunch of teams, including the Sixers. The Mavericks have been talked about with Lowry. The Heat. Shy Gilders Alexander looks like he's available now, too, from the Thunder. Uh, Kuzma and Hill looks like that deal. Woj just tweeted out not too long ago. That deal looks like it's about done. Yeah, no, it might it might not be anymore. My, that's why I said the breaking news. Montrose Harrell opted in so that Hill yeah. deal is available. Now they're saying Lakers and Wizards have engaged in talks to get Russell Westbrook, and you can do a package deal of Kuzma, pick twenty two, Montrose Harrell, and Catavius Catwell Pope for us. This was just announced by Shams Carnia. While we're talking about it, this why, was just announced. Why? Why the hell? Would the Lakers want Westbrook? 
I, I know it's leaving crazy. This has just surpassed the heel deal, which was literally three minutes ago. Breaking the heel deal, I literally just saw. Literally three minutes ago. Now you have Sharon's Curtis saying Russ is on the table, which Russ has already been on the table for a long time. Remember, they've been talking about getting DeRozan. Russ, Russ, already Russ is the table. But Russ, is, I mean, if you're the Lakers, I'm taking Russell. I'm, I'm going for Russell. I know, I know you can't shoot. I know he might mess up some floor spacing when it comes to AD on the court. But, man, Russ can play make. He plays good defense. When LeBron sits, there's somebody that can facilitate and create his own bucket, hit his, do his thing. And then he could probably still rotate with AD because at the end of the day, Russ has shown that he can play with big men. He made Thomas Bryant look good. He's elevated Steven Adams' game to where Adams is now uh, somewhat of a hot commodity going. He got paid. So, uh, again, it's not a bad move for the Lakers. Getting rid of pick 22, I don't think hurts them all that well because, again, while you have LeBron right now, you're in complete win-now mode. The young pieces, you want to get young guys, but you're going to get them a second round or through the G League. You're not going to gonna use your first-round pick to get role players and guys that can really help you win now. So I, I, it's not a bad move, especially with – Harold opting in. Harold opting in was what they needed as the catalyst for the money wise to really start making these moves, make these pieces. Because Chris, let's let's be honest, you and I both know Kuz was not there. Kuz was gonna get you a bag of chips, maybe. That's it. No offense, and this is us making not, and not even like good chips. Not like he not gonna get you like sour cream or nothing. He's not gonna get you. He gonna get you plain. No ridges. <laughs> no dip no, with it. No waves or nothing. It's just oh, man, it's not, it's not Kuzma's fault. Not even like hers or Lay's or some some brand you recognize. You getting like Mama G's chips, like uh, the off brand from the dollar store that you're saying. Yeah, you you just getting it, it's like the the white bag with black letters. It just say chips. <laughs> like, this and is, it's not great, but again, the Lakers can getting Russell would be huge for them. I don't I think, think that I don't think that, that 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 makes them. One of the top teams in the West, I think. I mean, like, again, they were the top team in the West last season just, before LeBron and 80 got How does that work with Russell, LeBron, AD? It's only yeah. one ball, and LeBron has shown throughout his and career, Russ is not an off ball player. And, and LeBron has shown throughout his career, he's best when he's facilitating the offense. He's not, this is not Miami LeBron anymore. So, I don't understand Man, how this. Oh, no. I don't understand how this works because and the most that LeBron played off the ball was in Miami. So now at year 18 with LeBron James, how do you expect him to completely reinvent his, reinvent his game? Because that's not what he does. So now if I'm the Lakers, I think this is purely a smokescreen to try to get more out of the, the asking price of Kuzma. Now, the impact this has around the league is Okay, Washington trades Westbrook. Then they do they then turn around and trade Beal? Because oh. now you have already unloaded Westbrook for all these players. Let's say the Sixers now call about Beal, your boy. Now you know I'm not really the biggest Beal fan. You've been you've been bringing. I mean, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of his game, but you've been know, bringing me in with your statement. But here's the, here's the thing. Here's the thing I've always said about Beal is that he puts up big numbers in L's. On the Sixers, you're not the you're not the number one guy. You don't have to be the number one guy. You just have to create perimeter scoring, and he can do that. He can score from the perimeter. Now it opens up the offense and it unclogs the paint. You know, you you have this, especially with Simmons. You know, when he doesn't have the ball in his hands, he's you know he's not a factor. You know, so so quick. 
just but, going back to the Russ thing you said, what if the Lakers were to potentially do a three-team trade? Now that you know heels on the table, right? You, you got the Harold opt-in. Now that you know you can potentially get Russ, what if you acquired Russ and Heald, moved what? Schroeder, Taylor Horton Tucker, who you said you was going to probably move anyway to the Wizards with that first-round pick, and then you move Kuzma, KCP, and Harold to the Kings. You now have what? Russ, Buddy, LeBron, and AD? It's not bad. Would you be mad at that? I wouldn't be mad at it, but it's kind of like, you know how like for the Sixers for so long, it was like you're trying to make it fit. It don't really fit perfectly, but you're trying to make it work, and it's kind of like gears grinding, and it's like it's going, but it ain't really going optimally. You know what I'm saying? I get it. I think, then, it's, I think it's just a lot of like trying to fit square pegs in the round holes. And it gives them, again, Russ for me, you know I'm a Russ fan, gives them a dynamic playmaker. Who you, I think you could find a way to put against LeBron, James, and AD. They'll figure it out. The Ben Simmons thing, Ben Simmons got to get moved. Chris, you already mentioned it. I don't think he's getting moved today. I really don't. I don't think he's getting moved today in the draft. The Sixers have been asking for some outlandishly high prices for Ben Simmons. But as I've told you earlier before the show, Daryl Morey's doing the Lord's work. He asking for the high heavens for Ben Simmons because that's what Ben Simmons deserves is the utmost of utmost. Um, I believe it was just recently announced today that Ben Simmons, a trade between the Warriors and the Sixers that was uh, proposed by Daryl Morey was to get um, pick seven, pick 14, two more first-round picks, Andrew Wiggins and James Wiseman. The Warriors respectively declined that deal. But I, I, res- I respect Morey for trying. I don't know if I'd like that deal per se because you're, you asked for a lot of mid- Mid first rounders later on because I think the Warriors will be astoundishly great with Ben and Steph and Clay, but that's besides that's neither here nor because that trade is not happening. You also have moves where you saw the Spurs, the Sixers asked for four first round picks, three pick swaps, and then a Kelder Johnson, Dejounte Murray. Who Chris, you mentioned to me that you are you, you like Kelder, uh, I mean Dejounte Murray a little bit, so it's not a bad idea. I I don't know. I'm, I think to me, Dejounte Murray is literally a shorter version of Ben Simmons that just likes to shoot the mid-range. You don't shoot the three, but he likes to shoot the mid-range. So I'm not that mad at that. But now what intrigues me about this Russell Westbrook thing, because you see I brought this all full circle, guys. You're, you're hearing me? It's the, it's the meta. I'm big brain here. If Russell does move tonight, this might be the coercion that you need to see if the if Beal really wants to leave. Because Beal might be seeing this now. He's, he's, he's overseas right now doing a Team USA thing, but he, he Easily pick up the phone and call his agent and say, hey, I, I got to go. This is too much. We're not about to be a better team getting these three guys if they actually just do a Kuzma first-round pick, Contavious Calipole, Harold deal. That's not going to get – that's not winning you any – that not even get you back to the playoffs, which he was just in with the play and stuff. It's not getting you to the playoffs. So Bill might ask for an out, and now you're the Sixers. I'm giving you pick 28, Ben Simmons, Tyrese Maxey, a, a future first for Bradley Bill. Yeah. Easily, that's about what that that's what I would garnish for him. I don't think you're, you get too much, too less. I think that's the perfect trade for Beal and Ben Simmons ratio, where you're going all in the superstar. Now, the Sixers have options. Potentially, go get Kyle Lowry in the free agency. Going to give him that close to his three year, ninety million deal if he if he if he can't negotiate it down a little bit. You now have Lowry, Beal, Tobias, and Embiid. Okay, how far do they go? I think it's pretty. I think it's pretty more likely that hey, they got a chance to go into the conference finals. I know the Sixers have gotten rid of Beal. I mean, the Sixers have gotten rid of Ben Simmons, which is the plan in totality because mm-hmm. he's not really talking to them. As has been reported, the relationship has soured. Where 
when B came out literally after we lost the game and said, yo, you can't not pass up a dunk. So that yeah, he didn't mention him by name. You didn't mention him by name, he but you, by you got the gist. You got yeah. the gist. The so, relationship soured enough to, where they can't play in the court together. Just to, it, just to, I don't mean to interrupt you. Um, it looks like it's official. Westbrook to the Lakers for Kuzma Harrell, KCP, and a first round pick. Oh my lord! I'm, I'm just saying. You know, Chris, I enjoy playing 2K. I enjoy fantasy. This, this is going to kill fantasy for basketball. This ain't, this ain't this 2K. Is gonna be, I think this is going to be a nice little move. I think the Lakers, again, Lakers last season with the squad that they – they were a squad in my eyes that fifth round. I mean, like fifth, fourth, fifteenth. They were number one at one point in time with a healthy LeBron and AD. Now you add Russ. Hey, man, cool. And then they still – Chris, they still have the option of moving Schroeder if they if he can potentially finesse a signing trade, they can still move Schroeder. What team? What team? Horton Tucker. What team? Yes, the, the, but the Lakers gave up the equivalent of nothing, a whole lot of nothing, and got Russell Westbrook. Well, I can't say a whole lot of nothing because again, if you're the Wizards, you just literally moved on from Russell's entire cap space. Okay, I understand that, but you got a whole lot of nothing because I, I get. I, uh, look at what Russ is making. You didn't, even get, you didn't even get Horton Tucker. He getting 41. Uh, you didn't Horton even get Horton Tuck, Tucker. Uh, I don't know. At Horton least you Tucker get some type of young young prospect. Come on with this cool. Well, Kuzma is your young prospect. Get the hell out of here, man. Russell Westbrook's making 44 million this season, Chris. 44 I, I, I million this season. I feel like has been in the league for 10 years. <laughs> but he hasn't. He's still young. He's, what, 23? Whatever. So again, I, it's just, this this might be a good move for the Lakers. I think they still have. I think Bill might still be on the table. If not, Bill's cool. definitely on the table right now. This tells me all. This tells me all I need to know. And then what Bill if what if it's not even Hill? What if they go in on just Bill, going over Bill, the luxury and spend his money? What, Bill, not Hill. Oh, thank you. What if they go in and the Lakers get Demar Derozan too? With Russ, because DeRozan want to come back. He's been on Shannon Sharp's podcast. He said it last season. He opted in to get this last little bit of bread. Yeah, but like, where, where the Lakers where, get? Where does he get fit in at? It's gonna be a not shoot. They're not shooting threes. That's they're not shooting no. Th- they need. Th- they need healed. They don't need DeRozan. Like yeah, where is the DeRozan is one of these players that <laughs> I say it all the time. I said it like Tobias Harris. I said it with Demar DeRozan. These are players that would really have. Like, they would have been bona fide all stars. In 2005, yeah, this team, this team, like they're, they're, they're a great mid range team. This team <laughs> of, of it's the big three, it's the big three, but none of them taking threes, yeah. or none of them need to be taking threes. Like LeBron will take it, AD will take it, we all know Westbrook will take it, but they need to surround that whole team with shooters. They need to call Kyle Corver, they need to call uh, who else? Who else can they call? They need to call Kyle Corver, need to be. In LA, immediately JJ Reddick. They need to call every. I, I know this guy's shooting Chris, three pointer. They they can find one again. I want to put this out there. Just I'm I'm looking at the spot chart really fast, dude. They're gonna be like thirteen million below the apron of what they can do with these five players. So they're not gonna have anybody for free agents unless they acquire Russ completely because he's getting paid forty four million this one year. But um, Bill might really be on the table now. He might be, and I know. I know you don't like Bill. I'd much rather Dame, but Dame looks like he's not leaving. He's not. I don't think Dame's leaving. So I wouldn't be mad if the Sixers potentially can get Bill. Give a Ben for Bill. Let Bill go to let Ben go handle his business in Washington. Go dominate with that team that's going to be surrounded by a whole bunch of other young guys and 
shooters that he could just pass the ball to. Maybe he'll shoot in Washington if he goes there. Now, this is all speculation if he goes there. But all I know is the Lakers went so fast from we're about to get Buddy Hill to, man, we, we want to get Russell Westbrook. This is the fastest transition I've ever seen. Um, I, I'm, I'm a little – Chris is right. Guys, I want you to hear this. This team with the Lakers, I, they're going to be good because it's LeBron, AD, and Russ. They're going to be a, a good Western Conference team. But I don't know if it wins you a championship. You have to find out what pieces they can make, what, what guys they can get on a, a minimum deal that wants to ring chase, which they can probably – they're going to be some. But will they be relevant enough to really help you – get over the hump because every other team in the West is going to get better and get better role players. That's what it's looking like. Again, though, Lakers still got Alex Caruso, Chris, you, you know, they got Alex Caruso. Yeah, Caruso can take Caruso can be jacking up threes to, to came and save his life. Oh, he, he, he's is... not going to be able to shoot enough threes that he's going to, he's just going to get nothing but threes in the corner. Again, though, this is, this is huge. Oh, it's, it's Russ or healed at this point for the Lakers. We'll have to, it's, 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 come it's, out it's right looking now. like it's Russ. So, it's going to be awesome. Again, that helps the Ben Simmons thing. It really does. It helps us negotiate because now it's not looking like if wait 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 Ben's value just went up because Russ has got traded for that, potentially. Ben's value now goes upwards because he's still 25 years old. Or, uh, yeah, just turned 25. What are we all defensive first team? Still all-star potential. Still going to give you a walking triple-double. if he can, and, and now he's potentially revamped to be a shooter, whatever, whatever. But his value's up there now if this Russ trade goes through. And now everybody that was doubting Murray for what he's asking for, Murray, Murray's probably sitting back and was like, Yep. I'm about to ask again. I'm going to call you guys again and say, hey, remember that the Raptors? Remember that Fred Van Vliet pick number four, Kyle Lowry, and OG trade? Yeah, I need you to throw another pick for that. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to need you to throw another pick. I'm going to need you to throw some more. Sweet the I'm going to need you to throw, so I'm now, need you throw in some cash considerations, too. Or something. Hey, life uh, profit. No, no, no. Keep your money. <laughs> Keep your money. Jared, talk to me about the draft. The draft is coming up today, which has helped facilitate a lot of these moves. Uh, tell me how you feel about the draft. I know with Cunningham, Green, Mobley, looks like it's going to be the top three. Locks, they're locks. Lock them in. So tell me what you're looking at at four and five, and then tell me what team today could walk away with a steal. Um, so for me, number four is obviously Jalen Suggs. I'm a huge Jalen Suggs fan. Don't don't discredit the the Gonzaga fold. I get it. Jalen Suggs is a franchise point guard. I like what he does. He he reminds me a lot of what you want to see from a Penny Hardaway, Garen Payton type of player. He has the height. He can shoot the mid-range. A very good playmaker. He sees the court well, and he can play defense. I like that. That's why if the Sixers do make that trade for pick four, I would love to see Jalen Suggs and Embiid together. But um, there's other teams. There's other players I really like that aren't getting mentioned that high because, again, you have those big three. I, Davion Mitchell has surprised me. Uh, I told you before, because we mentioned it a little bit, I wasn't a huge fan of Davion Mitchell. He's kind of cooled off a little bit, but I like his game. He reminds me of a, of a little bit of Malcolm Brogdon. He could play defense. He could shoot the ball somewhat well. He needs to get his free throws up because he shot horribly in college at the free throw line. But he brings that energy and defensive spark you need. And I think he's going to be a, a solid player. I think if I see him going anywhere, I can see him falling a little bit, maybe down to um all the way to pick 13 with the Indiana Pacers and if they do that I think that's a good move for them especially them trying to move off of Aaron Holiday 
I like the fact that the Grizzlies, they might, they, since they moved up to 10 now from the New Orleans pick after their blockbuster trade, I think they might have done that to get Josh Giddy. Josh Giddy to me, I think is a good move to Mitch and match with John Morant because of the fact that he's around six, 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 nine. He has the versatility. I think he needs to improve as a shooter, but he has good defense. His frame fits where you want to have two big guards now because it looks like the league's kind of changing a little bit where you want these two big guards. And one of my surprise guys, I'm just like, I think is really going to fall. And if the Sixers do keep pick 28, I really like Jared Butler to the Sixers. I'm a fan of his game. I think he he brings he brings a lot of potential as a shooting guard slash point guard. He can play off ball or on ball. He very attractive pick to me because he's a capable shooter, solid defender, and he already has a he'll come in having an efficient role when it comes to he just he's gonna know that he can shoot. He's gonna need to shoot coming off screens for Embiid, and I think he has that playoff history from college. So I, I really like him a lot. I don't know if that that's gonna be my steal of the draft whoever gets Jared Butler, but I really like that fit with the Sixers. We take him at pick twenty if we even keep the pick. There's um so many different players in the draft. I'm really, I think a player I'm just not as keen on as everybody else is, is Jonathan Kuminga. Crazy now, Jonathan Kuminga has gone from being a top four, top five pick to now they're saying he falls out of four and five and he might go down to pick nine, ten, maybe even fall down further than that. Right now, they're saying the Magic might take him at pick eight after already taking Scotty Barnes at pick five, I believe. So. For me, Kuminga shows he has somewhat stopping tendencies. He has he's streaky shooting, defense lapses. I don't I don't know if I really like Kuminga's game. I think he's very much of a guy that you're going to need to work on. He played throughout the G League. He showed some flashes where he had greatness. He showed me that he can play some got, good defense. He can play make a little bit, but it's not where you want it to be. His basketball IQ right now is mid-level, so I don't, I don't know if I have him so high as being a top five pick. Top ten is relatively where I can see him falling at. If anything, I think if he falls to the Thunder at pick 16, I think that'll be a, a great move for the Thunder to get him because, again, the Thunder is such a rebuild team right now. You already mentioned they're trying to trade Shai Gillis out and Xander or at least see what value they can get from him. Kuminga for the Thunder is good because he just gets to develop. He gets to really work on his game, get starting minute rotations when he comes to playing on the Thunder, and then that'll help him develop into what I'm hoping to be a two-way versatile player that can at least – emerge into a solid three and D guy. You know, that's that again, the draft is so weird. This draft is a little different after the, because it, you don't really know where guys are going. Davion Mitchell might go higher than where I predicted him at. Kuminga might go lower than what I said at eight for the magic. It, it's anything's possible. There's, this is a draft where teams are probably going to get players to either fillable or hope that they can be franchise pieces. With the potential of this draft, where would you say it ranks um, in the last couple of drafts that we've seen? Is it better, worse? Like, is it more top-heavy? Um, or is it more like you can get a, a quality guy at eight versus a quality guy at, like, three? You know what I'm saying? Um, I wouldn't put this draft as one of the highest. Like, we've seen some very great drafts where just not even from the top ten, but also from the middle pack as well. I would say this draft is it's solid. It's better than, again – the uh i would say anthony bennett draft is this better than that 2013 draft i think it's better than that and that draft had some players that came out you were like okay that surprised me because remember anthony bennett went number one if everybody knows basketball he went number one and we saw how that turned out Cade's not going to turn out like that Cade, i think is a franchise player he's a cornerstone piece to all uh, to a team 
Mobley, I think, is a cornerstone piece. I think obviously he could have went number one, but you know the, the Pistons don't really need them as much as they could go with K Cunningham. And I like Jalen Green. I think Jalen Green, he has boom bust potential, but it's so much so where you you could really see that he has future transactions are possible where he can become a superstar player. So I think it's really going to come down to what you asked me earlier. Is, is where are these middle of the pack guys where I think like guys, guys like Zaire Williams from Stanford, he's a shooting guard slash small four. I think he has potential to be a very good player because he has, he, he fills in at six ten. You got good shots, good shot blaking ability. It just depends on where he goes that I'll turn these players into players that we're going to keep talking to that are still in the league in the next three to four years by the time their deals are over or they've petered out again another guy that uh keon johnson from tennessee he's a i think he's a good role player he has a good shooting he's a good shooter uh two-way versatility but if let's say for instance he was to go to the wizards at pick 15 i, I don't i don't know how much of a chance he's really going to get when they already have so much when they have abg they have uh, RJ, uh, Rui Hachimura, I was about to say RJ, Rui Hachimura, they have so many guys where it's going to be a lot of battling for young guys to get minutes. They still don't know what they're doing with Beal yet. So again, I think it's really, this is a draft where it's middle of the pack, middle of the pack, because really, you got some guys that are just going to be really good, that are going to show off or just depending on where they get drafted. Like James Bucknight from UConn. If he goes to the Warriors, he, he, he might show off a little bit, but um, he's coming off the bench for Steph Curry. How much showing off can he really do knowing that this is a guy that's coming from UConn at like a, a really great score? Yeah, definitely hear what you're saying. I mean, it's going to be a lot of guys who are transitioning into the league. So um, let me just ask you this. Who's the one guy that people aren't really necessarily talking about that you think can make it a significant impact right away? So not the Kay Cunninghams or not the Evan Mosley's, not the Jalen Green's, Jalen Suggs. But who are those guys that are outside maybe the top 10 that you think can make a significant impact right away? I think Trey Mann. Nobody's right. Like, people are talking about Trey Mann a little bit, but they're not talking about him as much as you want to. He's from Florida. He's uh, pretty he got pretty good size to him, a 40% three-point shooter from college. He has – he can pick and roll handle. He's fluid. You see him – let's say he goes to a team like the Suns, right? Let's say he gets drafted by the Suns. This is a guy that might compete with campaign for minutes, and we saw what campaign was doing for the Suns, especially when it came to the postseason. Like, these are guys I think he's going to come in. He can make a serious impact. He can help out a team. Let's say man goes to the Nets, depending on how they work out their whole situation. I know they made some trades to get some more draft picks. And let's say he goes to the Nets. This is a guy that Kyrie and Harden are going to need a backup point guard because they play at the same time. One of them might still be on the floor, but they're going to need somebody that can play off ball with them that can also facilitate a little bit, especially when Kyrie's playing off ball or when James Harden wants to get to a bucket. That's what he can come in and do. I think – if he, you find the right situation where I think he's going to fit into a very good team. I like man's game. And I think he's a very promising player that, that not a lot of people are talking about because this is a, a little bit of a guard heavy draft. Okay. Okay. Very good. So with that being said, we covered a lot of ground today. Um, just to reiterate the fact that it looks like the Lakers trade is for Westbrook, not for healed. It looks like healed is still available. Hey, Sixers, uh, it'll be healed. Go get healed. We need Looks shooting. Like this, that's just the uh... – so it looks like that what is being reported now uh, is that Washington wants, wants to keep Bradley Beal. They don't look like they want to trade him. They want to create some salary cap 
flexibility for the future to add talent around him. Well, that makes sense. Think about so, it. Russ is making forty-four million this upcoming season. Makes sense. So it looks like Washington doesn't really want to trade Bill. Maybe oh, Bill so. forces his way out of Washington. So we'll definitely have to keep an eye on that. Um, so thank you everyone for listening to another episode of Straight to the Point. Make sure you tune into the draft uh, of this recording. It's tonight, uh, eight o'clock on ESPN. Make sure you follow Straight to the Point on all your favorite socials at STTP Podcast. Jared, I know you're going to be tweeting um, about the draft tonight and, and some some updates around that. So make sure you follow Jared on all your favorite socials at, at underscore JWQs. Um, and make sure you follow me at underscore Chris Cross. Man, follow the podcast. We're at 604 followers and growing. And growing. We're now 300. 96 followers away. Yep, I can do quick math. 396 followers away from hitting our 1,000 goal by the end of the summer. Help us get to it. We're literally a month away as well at the end of this week. So help us get to it. 1,000 followers. That's the goal. Here we go. Here we go. For that being said, we'll tune in episode number 74. We'll cover the post-draft uh, fallout. So we'll talk about who um, who we like after that top three. Jared said it's a lock. So we'll talk about any surprises that we've seen. Um, any any breaking trade news, we'll have to talk about it there. We'll talk about training camp, um, some things we didn't get to cover today, but we'll definitely keep an eye on those things, and we'll get back to the episode number 74, wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure you tune in because we get straight to the point. Yeah, let's get straight to the point. Let's do it.